Hello and welcome back to Experiencing Gold, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. My name is Nick, I am your DM. Joining me as always are uh, Sam, Connor, and Keith, Catmint, Malachi, and Pariah respectively. Hi everybody. Uh, last week we had just uh, reached the uh, the very center of Mon Jalkovich's psyche and uh, that is where we will continue. Oh, that's right, and I'm mad at him. Yes, and you're mad right, at him. Right, hold on. You're I gotta so get... angry. Grr, uh, puppies in a pound. Grr, mm, grr. Good motivation. I'm not mad at the puppies, I'm mad at the pound. I feel like I should make that clear. <laughs> okay. Really? Right. Because... Anyway. <clears throat> <clears throat> so you guys enter the door from, you know, the insanity that you had just previously dealt with, and uh, you find yourselves in a very large white room, and in the center of that room, there's a small black chair, and sitting in it is Monjalkovich. And he says to you, you're supposed to be here. (laughs) Great. Now how do we get out? Says, Preferably with you. Easy. Easy. I have some things that I need to tell you. And he motions you guys to come forward. I'll, uh... Nope. Last time I got near one of you, well, I guess I hugged one of them. But the one before threw me across the room. Yeah. I'll, I'll go I, over towards him. He doesn't seem like a threat. He really doesn't. He's literally sitting, you know, one leg, uh, you know, foot resting on the knee, you know, not, you know, not sitting legs crossed, but, you know. And, uh, he's dressed in pretty normal clothes. Um... For those of you who are wondering, he looks exactly like John Malkovich. I mean, Mon Jalkovich. And, uh... Why wouldn't Mon Jalkovich look like Mon Jalkovich? Exactly. Well, what are you trying to imply? I'm not implying anything. It's terrible. Anyway, uh, Pariah, when you approach, he says, I- I'm not going to attack you. You guys just got through all of my mental defenses that I had set up. Well, that tracks! I walk over. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I assume when you got to sadness, you uh, learned why I'm in the place and state. Oh, because you now. murdered your wife. That's not. That's not why I'm like this. You still murdered your wife. Yeah, yeah. Duh. Take two. You still murdered your wife, though. Says, yeah, and I can't ignore that. That's that's an irrefutable fact. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to. Well, and he chuckles to himself. <laughs> I guess I'm not really going to live with those sins anymore. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, so am I. Just slowly, I... Once you leave, I will be dead. That, that sucks. That that doesn't work for us. That does work for you. We, we need you. You need my knowledge. You don't need me. You need what I know. Okay, so you don't, you don't know us very well? No. We don't really have the best memory for important things. Well, you better get at it. I pull out a notebook. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Canonically. He says, yeah. as, uh, as part of myself must have told you earlier, the scarred man is not who he seems, he's not who he says he is. Well, you guys must have seen the worst of him. But you know... He tried to kill us. Exactly. But you know by now that he's friendly, he's cordial. He kind of draws you into him. I just would classify him as creepy. Some would. Some would. But, uh... The true goal of the Crescendo is not what you think it is. 
the goal of the crescendo originally, and I don't know if this was the original intent to begin with, it's been an underground group that has existed for quite some time now. When the heroes of the fourth era finally, you know, stopped the Pale Conductor and brought an end to, you know, his goals, as you know, he they sealed off the world song, and Graco kept the keys. I'm sure he explained it to you that the Crescendo, and specifically the Scarred Man, found a way to wrench the, uh, you know, the heart song, soul song, whatever you want to call it, from people forcefully. The Crescendo's main goal is to bring about the return of music to everyone. That doesn't sound like a bad thing in theory. Where did it go wrong? Well, you see, it's technically... It's a very large gray area, and that was where I joined them. I mean, who wouldn't think it was unfair, you know? Only these incredibly powerful, you know, beings would be allowed to have access to their own songs. People would go through life never really, you know, some would say, knowing themselves. And so when he said, what if I told you that I could bring back everybody's songs... Of course I jumped on that bandwagon. It's a revolution. Right, exactly. However, his goal, which the thing I found out that led me to where I am now, uh, knowing too much, was I heard his actual goal. The Scarred Man intends to unlock the world song so that he can gain access to it. Now, yes, it will give everybody their songs back, but he intends for that to only happen for a few seconds at most, in which he'll use a world song to literally destroy the world. He wants to give it a clean slate. He's going to use the world song to undergo an apotheosis, destroy this world, and create a new one where he is God. Okay, that sounds bad. It's incredibly bad. And he's got um some lofty goals. He has lofty goals, but I assure you, if he's not stopped, he will meet them. There's something different about him. Something that I can't quite put my finger on. Something that feels archaic and at the same time new. Be careful. How do we stop him? I don't know. Clearly, I couldn't. You've got to, you've got to know weaknesses. You have to have some sort of. I wasn't tell. in the upper echelons. But you have to, at least, be able to point us in the right direction. Otherwise, I. Where why did, did you come meet? Here? What were the names of the people who got you into it? Everybody used code names. Nobody used real names. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was regularly offing. You know higher-ranking members just to make sure his secrets stayed safe. I know nothing. I mean... How did you figure out what the plan was? That scene when you saw me eavesdropping? Mm. Or, I should say, mm-hmm. accidentally walking into a conversation? That's how I found out. It was pure serendipity. Where were you when that happened, though? The secret base. I guarantee you he's now, you know... Buried it. Destroyed it. The man never leaves traces. He never leaves trails, tracks. 
the only way to find him is for him to find you. Well, he's done a very good job of that so far. So, bad guys are doing bad stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of I'm not the information you have for us? You know his goals. But we don't know where he is, or we don't know how to potentially stop him. You can't even give us anything to go off of? No, can, I can't. We Nothing? Can... So then why did we even come here? Because I am literally Why did we risk our fucking lives? You're risking your life? For that information. I'm in a motherfucking coma. And we almost died in your fucking brain. And he just kind of shrugs and leans back. And says, but you know something. You know something I didn't know. I hate to be the voice of reason here, but uh, we know where he wants to end up. Let's get there first. Hmm. That's smart. We have to be a lot stronger than we are right now. And uh, Mon leans forward and looks directly at Malachi and he says, And are you not stronger than you were when you first came to me? You've gained knowledge. You've gained strength. Also, we almost died. I feel like we're skating over that. Yeah, we did almost die. Mm-hmm. So you almost died, and I am dying. Yeah, but yeah. that wasn't our choice. Yeah, just because you're dying doesn't mean you have to try and take us with you. You knew full well what was going to happen when you went in. You knew full well. We can well still be pissed we about it. We actually didn't. You knew full well that there would be risks. Well, all that's good and all. Thanks for the talk. Let's get out of this guy's head. And he says. He just kind of sighs very heavily, and he says, I understand why you would be upset, but I'll have you know that this knowledge that you now have is more important than you think it is. Great. And he says, Alright, I'm ready. I've literally been keeping myself alive so that I could let you guys know this. I flip him a gold piece. says, I don't think he'll have any use for that cat mint. Have a beer on me in the afterlife. Says, Nobody said this era's heroes would be good people. And he snaps his You're fingers. Dick, I just paid for your beer! He snaps his fingers, and you guys kind of fade, like everything fades to black. And when you wake up, you're back in your bodies, which are, you know, slumped on the floor. My back is killing me. And in front of you... Or you just hear a voice, because your vision's kind of blurry, you know? And you just hear a voice that is very familiar just say, Oh, good! I was I was very worried! <coughs> he's dying! Okay? No, I think he's dead. And as your vision comes to, you see Miss Ogilvy sitting in the corner of the room, bleeding out. What? What? Whoa. Uh... I, I, As you guys I... look around the room, you see that it's literally just, it looks like somebody ransacked the place. Um, next to, or kind of, well, in front of Miss Ogilvy is uh, Lorenzo Borscht, face down on the uh, floor, just a massive pool of blood. He's not breathing. Who is, sorry, who is Lorenzo Borscht? The uh, barkeep. Yeah, oh, L- L- Lorenzo, why can, you gotta be a jerk? Can I do okay. something? Well, hold on. Okay. Uh, what were you, you were gonna say something, Catman? I was gonna do something. Okay, give me a second. 
And uh, Miss Ogilvy, she says, she says, I was, I was very <coughs> worried that you might not make it back. We, we, we did our best to. Uh... I throw a healing potion at her. Okay, um, make me a medicine check though, as you do so. I'm using Tides of Chaos. Okay. That's a 14. I'm not a smart, smart lady. I'm giving you a plus two because you're using a healing potion. Yeah. Um, it's magic, yo. Which makes the check. <laughs> um, and you see uh, her wounds start to, you know, go back and her breathing becomes steady again. She goes, oh, thank goodness. Um, while you guys, while you were gone, um, they, they attacked. Who, who do you, who do you think? The Christian Of course. Is the town okay? I don't know. I have not been able to go out of this room. I get up and I go to the door. And she says, Did you need, did, did you find out what you needed to know? Yeah. Enough. Uh, and this just proved it. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't you die on me, Oglesby! Get it together! And she says, I'm not, not going to die. I know how to treat a wound. I was just not able to move, or else it would have opened up the wound more. You need me to help you get downstairs or something? Potion was enough. I can get downstairs. Always help her downstairs. I was, I can go I'm, check on Z-Town. Yeah, I'm she already seems fine, and I'm heading out the door. All right. Um, and I look at her, and I'm like, seriously, she says, save yourself, and then I'll take off after them. Okay. So, you guys, as soon as you exit, um... The, uh, the windmill, you see that the town is just on fire. Um, places, like, houses are, like, completely destroyed. It is just mass chaos. People are running in the streets. Um, but you don't see, like, any, you don't think that anybody's getting attacked. It, from what you can see from a distance and, like, basic insight, you guys can infer people are cleaning up, trying to find loved ones. You know, etc. Nick, I have a quick mechanics yes. question. Uh, everything that happened inside Manjalkovich's head, mm -hmm. like uh, spells that I used, or you know, like my second wind and mm -hmm. everything, did that? Does that carry over to now, or yes. does it reset? Does not reset Damn. because okay. there was it was some very serious mental strain, basically. Okay. Uh, we we have to help, and I, I start running to the towards the town. All right. This is this is our fault. We have it to help. It seems like they have it under control. We brought them here, though. And as you guys watch, no, Monjalkovich brought them here. As you guys are watching, you know, or as you guys are either a debating this or running towards, you know, you can't help but be struck by the stark contrast of the music of Soup and the town that you are seeing in front of you. Um, Malachi, where are you running? Um, the closest building that, uh, it looks like people are trying to evacuate, or if, like, people are trying to, like, dig through some rubble, I'll click the closest there. And I should say, it's not, like, completely on fire, it's mostly smoldering at this point, uh, actually. Still. Yeah. Like, the closest place where I think I'll be able to help, that's where I want to go. Okay. Gazpacho, probably. That would be the closest. Supermarket, maybe. Okay. Gazpacho would be the closest. Yeah, so I'll, uh... Run over to Gaspacho then. Um, what, uh, what can I do to help? 
Um, you don't actually. I'm there too. You guys don't actually see anybody there. Uh, oh. I'm going to turn around and the go back into there. the windmill and uh, take one of the potions that's in there. Okay. And drink it. Okay. Grab more while you're there. Uh, you are already too far gone. God. That's uh. God, I... D4s, right? That's fine. Uh, it's a basic potion of healing. 2d4 plus 2. Unless it's 2d4 plus 4. It's just going to be plus 2 for now. Because I said so. Alright, that's 5. Great. So, but, Catmint oh. <clears throat> and Malachi, you guys arrive at Gaspacho. The windows are broken in. Um, the roof is gone. Well, not gone, but like, you know... The roof and like one of a, like one of the walls is just completely busted up, and uh, sitting inside is um, Loxa, and uh, she's uh, she's got her back to you, and she is uh, you know sitting and uh, crouched over. Loxa, and she looks behind her. Oh, thank God you're she alive! She looks at you guys, and there's just tears streaming down her face. Oh, no. And, uh, you see that there's a lot of blood near her abdomen area, and in her hands, she's holding a head. Do we recognize the head? Yes, you do. It's Edwin. Mm-hmm. The owner of Gaspacho. And she says, right. she says to you guys, she says, you know, I never really, I never really disliked him that much. Sweetheart, you're gonna wanna put the head down. There's nothing we can do now. I'm sorry. You wanna come with us? We'll keep you safe. Says, just. I just. I just need some time. I'm not gonna leave you here alone. The building's probably not stable, Lock, so you need to get out of there. I can walk out anytime I need to. I'm gonna go sit next door. Okay. And, like, pat her on the shoulder. Okay. I guess I'd have to stand to do that. No, she's short. Yeah, she is a gnome. Yeah. Malachi, um, I'll make sure she's safe. Go find the others. Right. I'll go see what I can do. If you hear creaking, get out. And mm-hmm. I uh, I leave. All right. And go try and find any other survivors. Malachi, is there a specific place you're going to go? Uh, Prime Ordeal. Okay, so you head to the Prime Ordeal. And uh, in there, you see um, a ton of bodies. And all of them have cloaks with the, uh, crescendo, uh, you know, marking on them. And they're all dead. Like, they are definitely all dead bodies. And, um, sitting, like, in the back behind, like, what looks to be, like, a barricade of tables. Like, you know, the Prime Ordeal has gone from fun, jovial bar room to war zone. Um, behind them is, um, just people of the town, and, um, you know, you recognize a couple faces. You see, uh, Neroy and, uh, Fasolata. Um, you see that Fasolata seems to be leaning on a crutch of some sort, but you can only see her from the waist up, so you're not really sure, you know, what's going on there. Um, you see, uh, Yorin. Um, it looks like he's sitting in front of the barricade with just a massive warhammer in his hands, <laughs> but he's, you know, his head is down, and you can see that there's a lot of blood that went from his neck down his shirt, staining his uh, bright 
you know, his large beard. Um, he's not moving. You know, you, you can tell Yorin is dead. Um, and, uh, flip, like, you see two of the people, they're going through the, uh, crescendo bodies. They're, like, flipping them over, making sure. One of them is, uh, a half-orc that you notice that's Warhol. And, uh, he's got a bandage wrapped around his head going over his left eye. And you also see, uh, Roderick, who has his right hand... Oh, thank God! You see his right hand all bandaged up, but it looks like there's just a stump. And, uh, in his left hand, he's carrying, uh, he's carrying, uh, goulash. Oh, is that the baby? Yes, that's the baby. The baby. Okay. Oh, okay, right. we're fine! Oh, wait, but the mom. Oh, God. Uh, Nick, what was the mom's name again? Uh, the mom's name was Finesca. And, uh... Where, where is, where's Finesca? And Roderick looks at you. No. And he's got, you know, he has his, his, because he used to be a soldier, you know, he has his sword and his shield strapped to his back. And he's got, you know, everybody's wearing soup pots, by the way, on their heads. <laughs> soup pots that have been refashioned into helmets. They're soup pots for your head. Mm-hmm. Probably save some people. But, uh, when you say that, he looks over at you, and he doesn't say anything, <laughs> and he just shakes his head. And uh, Warhol says, "We uh, <clears throat> we made sure they didn't get to you." I'm sorry. It's it's nothing. We uh. Is there anything that that I can do to help with uh, clean up or? Well, if you uh <clears throat> could run upstairs and uh, check on old Wendy. Um. Nobody's seen her. Right. Yeah. I'll. Uh, I'll. I'll get on that. All right. I'm. I'm so sorry. And I. I run up the stairs. And as you're going up the stairs, Yoel says to you, "You know, I mean, there's there's nothing we could have done. This is our fault. It's not our fault. These people died protecting us. They lost arms, hands protecting us." It's not our fault. They did this because they care about us. And uh, as you reach old Wendy's room, you open up the door and uh, you see old Wendy pinned up against the wall with, you're doing it, it's it's a rough count, but it's got to be more than 20 crossbow bolts in her. There's no coming back from that, is there? No. But look at one of them. Look at one of those bolts. What, what about it? There's something. And I, uh, I'll, I'll walk up to her. There's something. There's something on it. And uh, it's one of the bolts that's in her, like, you know, right forearm. It's got like a note um, on the bolt that's been like it, it's been shoddily jabbed on. And uh, it says, "Well, do you take it?" Yeah, I take it. All right. And in pretty, like, poorly drawn writing in blood, it says, listen, four times on it. And then, in addition to that, or it says, listen, five times, my bad. It says, listen, five times. That, that, that fifth time really makes it. That's the important It is part. important. <laughs> if you only listen four times, you're fucked. But if you listen five times... Um, Sorry. It has listen uh, written on it five times, and 
the last, um, like, on the flip side of it, it says, um, the caged man, now free, gave all that he knows, sang his last song, now the Hydra knows where it goes. I, uh, I'll fold up the paper, put it in my pocket. Okay. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll walk out of the room and close the door. Okay. Go downstairs and just look at, uh, get everybody together and just shake my head. She, uh, she didn't make it. Alright, Pariah, back to you. Um, I'm going to take a quick look around the shop and pocket two of the mid-priced, uh, potions. Um, now, when you grabbed one, you just kind of grabbed one without looking, you know? Yeah. Um, like, you saw that it was a healing potion, but you didn't really pay attention to the surroundings around it. You just saw potion, lock on, grab. Almost everything in this entire place is smashed to bits. You're going to have to roll me an investigation if you're trying to actually find something that's still intact. Yeah, I'll look around, see if I can find anything intact enough. I'm trying for at least two bottles, but okay. I'll take what I can get. Uh, that's a 12. Um, all you can find is a potion of minor healing. I'll pocket it and head out. Okay. So, you know, before you, the smoldering uh, remains of soup. I'll head into town. I'll, I'll take a look. I, I'm still under the assumption that they went to Gaspacho, so I'll head right there. Um, at yep, at Gaspacho, you see um, Catmint's consoling uh, Loxa who is holding Edwin's head in her lap. You know, he could, you have to admit he could be a little brainless sometimes. Um, I mean, I know you'll get through this just fine, honey. It'll be, it's just a bad, bad, bad day. She just continues crying. She's not saying anything. Oh, thank God. Hi. How are you? Catman. Yeah. I don't think you're doing any good here. Oxa, honey, will you please come with me? We'll get you to the rest of town. It'll be good to see your friends. Yeah, alright. We can bring him with us. No. Oh. Um, does he have any jewelry? Like, is his body there? You never really checked for it. Um, if you just do a quick look around, do you see just two, like, you see the arm? Yeah. You see an arm from behind the counter on the floor? Like a green and white striped arm, like sleeve. Yeah, yeah. You figure it's there. Does he have a watch on or something? Mm-mm. Oh, I want him to have a watch. Any, any sort of jewelry or accessories? Like any trinket. Nope. Why? That would be such a good thing. The place I have has, a great idea. Because the place has been ransacked. <sighs> You're the worst. All right, uh, let's go. Well, just real quick, I, I obviously see Catman looking for this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'd like to take a look around and see if I can spot anything, like, on the ground or anything that is, say, a coin or something small. Okay. That obviously was Edwin's. Yeah. Investigation again? Mm-hmm. That's a natural 20. Yeah. When it doesn't nice. count. I mean, it technically does count. Well, when it doesn't matter. You find... Or you go over to the body, yeah, and you see that he has a pair of cufflinks. Oh, I'll pop cute. them off. 
Yeah. And uh, as Loxa is leaving, slip them into her hands. Okay, because I was glaring at you the whole time, like, don't you dare take that, don't you dare take it. <laughs> and, uh, she, and then I smile approvingly. She looks at the uh, cufflinks now in her hands, and she just begins sobbing, and she says, these, these, these were the ones I gave him. And we'll, we'll walk. That's okay that she's crying. Yep. Out the door. All right. Yep. So you guys head out the Turn door. Down. Uh, where do you want to go? I would assume that if people were mounting a defense, they'd head towards the inn. Okay. And, uh, Loxa, who's, you know, still nursing a stab wound, says, Yeah, that's, uh, that's where everybody, that's where everybody went. I hope there's a medic there. We'll get you taken care of. The only medic that's... was by Uncle you guys. Uncle coming. She's coming. All right. She's alive. Oh, God. I healed her. Oh, good. How... Did Borscht make it? No. No. Oh. The most, the two most blunt characters delivering news of death <laughs> to this poor woman. <laughs> no, she's dead. It's terrible. Borscht is dead. Get over it. <laughs> How'd he go? Borscht was never that good anyway. It's just too many beats. Oh my god. How'd he, uh, how'd he go? Uh, lots of blood. Fighting. Good. Not to uh, you, Catman. Responding Sorry. to Pariah. <laughs> and, uh... I'm trying, I'm trying. You guys open up the door. Well, <laughs> there's not really a door to be opened up. We walk through the splinters. Yeah. And, uh, same scene as I had described to, uh, Malachi. But now you see Malachi in there. Um, you see Yorin, who must have gone down swinging. Um, that hammer is just caked in blood. Um, you see Warhol. You see Roderick. Um, you see Neroy and Fasolata, and, uh, I'll, uh... That's about everybody that you guys know, that you interacted with. Neroy was, um... The half-elf? Yorin's, Yorin's brother, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll pick up Yorin's hammer mm-hmm. and set it in front of Neroy. So, when you walk around the barricade to go set it, or give it to Neroy, you see that Fasolata is missing her entire left leg from like halfway uh from like half of the femur down it's all been bandaged up but she's you know leaning on a uh crutch yeah she got a caught in a bear trap <laughs> i'm sorry bad joke <laughs> <laughs> and, so I'll, uh, I'll set it in front of him says my thanks yeah um I'm gonna walk over to the dead bodies okay. of the crescendo. Okay. And uh, strip robes off three of them that look like they're as close to our sizes as we can get. Okay. Hopefully, like a gnome for me. They all and appear to be human sized. Well, I'm gonna take three of them of as close to the sizes as us as I can get. Um, make me. It, yeah, it's gonna be invest. Make me an investigation roll. To try to find some okay. that don't have just massive amounts of blood. I'm gonna I'm gonna clean them off later anyway. Okay. That's I don't know what I just clicked. Um hold that on. is a strength saving throw. I got a five. Um so that's good. The best you can do are three very tattered, bloody robes. I press to digitate them. I don't know if I have that spell. I can't just lie to you. I mean Malachi yeah, I does. Do. I, I do. I do. I do? Yeah, you have prestidigitate. Not, I prestidigitate Not thaumaturgy. 
prestidigitate. I don't. So that, oh shit. So that they look nicer. Well, you can't and I'm gonna uh, kind of repair the up. rags, but you get all the blood off. That's something. I fold them up. Okay. I'll um. Yeah. Not be wearing those catmint. Not now. We might need it later. We're gonna avenge this, aren't we? I'm going to go to uh, the nearest corpse I can see that doesn't look like it's been ransacked and ransack it. Okay. Jeez. Of a bad guy, right? Uh, nearest corpse. Ah! All right. Check its I pockets. I point you toward a bad guy. The nearest corpse is. I'm gonna um, punch you if you do something bad. The nearest corpse is Yorin's. <gasps> oh, I'll, ign- I'll ignore Yorin's because You're he's already, already been looted Yorin. <laughs> I already looted Yorin. Yeah, so so I'm not going to go to Yorin because I've already looted him for anything that I thought would be useful. His hammer. Right. So, the next one. The next one is a small boy. I'll check him to what? see if he's got any small valuable objects on it or on him or anything unique to him. He has root beer barrels? He has two copper pieces and a peppermint candy. I know he had candy. Is he dead? I, yes, he is dead. He's ransacking God. corpses right now. Do I remember this boy? Does he have family that I can see? You did not interact with any of the NPCs that this boy would be related to also. There were a lot of NPCs that you didn't interact with because they're just the generic, you know, we live in this village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll set the candy on him in case his parents or somebody comes by. Okay. Candy on chai. Jeez. God, that's really good. <sighs> <laughs> anyway. That's just I'll really do, good. I'll do the coppers on the eyes, though. Okay. <laughs> so. Very cute. But, uh. Doing some funeral rites with Pariah. <laughs> but uh, Roderick ro- walks up to you guys and he says, So, what'd you find out? Oh, well, not enough to merit this. So, that's great. He wasn't both. He says, well, it sure as hell better have been. And he starts laughing to himself a little bit. He goes, you, <laughs> you, you damn well take whatever... Whatever knowledge you guys Roderick, got, and you're gonna Roderick. you're gonna do everything you can do with that knowledge. Roderick, no information is worth people's lives. Says but we're gonna use what we have, and we're gonna try to take back whatever we can. Okay? We know what they're planning, and that's it. He says, you know, you know what knowledge would have been worth it. You know what knowledge I would have given my life for to know if something like this was gonna happen. So. Well, I really hope you guys found out something like impending doom or, you know, something like that. Something you might be able to prevent. Well, of course we will. We wouldn't let you guys do this for not saving the whole world. <laughs> we know what they're planning. We know what they want. But I'm not going to lie to you and say that we know enough to stop it right now. You're dealing with the leader of a cult who brought in 20 people tops and destroyed an entire village. He could kill all of you in a blink of an eye. You didn't see what he was capable of. Yorin was doing just fine. And that man came out of nowhere. He literally just moved two fingers in the air and slit his throat. You're not ready. None of us are. 
You think we don't know that? He says, but my point is, if you at least know something, you know, at least you know you have some grounds to go off of. I square myself to my full height of like three feet something, put my hands on my hips, and look up of and say, Frodrick, we're the heroes of the world. And we're gonna save this town if it's the last thing that we do. And I hold up my hand and I say, I promise that. And I want to shake his hand. (laughs) And I'm going to leave the inn. He looks at... I have to have an anime moment. It's such an anime moment. He looks at his stump of a right hand. And then he, you know, is holding the baby in his left. And he just says... That was unthoughtful of me. I'm very sorry. And he says... And I put finger guns him. He says, just make it all worth it. I, I, I nod. And I... I have to talk to Briar, but now he's gone. So and also, Catmint, uh, <laughs> just so you know, real quick here, your uh, full height, standing like on your tiptoes, is probably going to be about two foot five, two foot six. I have to see what I put. You down. are two foot four. Oh, I put two four. Yeah, that's shorter than. I never know how short. I <laughs> You're am. very short. Anyway, I I I think that uh, Nick is actually going in and editing your character sheet to so. shrink it a little bit each time. <laughs> every we yeah, every episode she gets just a little bit shorter until she's <laughs> the size be, of a thumbtack. <laughs> that would be absolutely hilarious. Unfortunately, I am not doing that. <laughs> Yet. Um. So, but Pariah has left the prime ordeal. Uh, Malachi and Catmint are still standing there. I, uh, I'm gonna go up to, um, to, to Roger. Okay. Reach into my pockets, and I have 41 gold on my purse, and I'm gonna pull it out of my pocket. Uh, just, like, take my entire coin purse. Um, I know firsthand how hard it is living and growing up in this world without family. I I would never wish that on anyone. This isn't enough. Nothing will ever be enough for your kid, but and he says, it's all I can do right now. And I, I give him the money. I like set it in front of him and I leave. I don't even give him a chance to not take it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He calls after you, right? He says, just don't let that generosity get you killed someday. I'm gonna lay down two of the lapis stones I have and walk backwards out of the, the inn <laughs> and be like, and I, not, and not in a dumb way, I like want to watch these people because I admire them. And I'm gonna say, we won't forget you. And I'm gonna leave. There's worse ways to die than being generous. <sighs> And, uh, so you guys find yourselves standing outside of the inn, the three of you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, where do you go from there? So we've gotta leave, right? We've gotta go kill some people. We can't, if we stay here, they come back. Yeah. Pariah, I have a question. Yes. Can you get word to your, word to your mother? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Right, the episode's like, got title. Like, can you talk to your mom? Because I, I, some people here have lost limbs, some people have, you know, she makes robots, and I think maybe if we can get them some replacement body parts, that could be something that would be really impactful. Well, question, DM. Yes. 
does my hive mind feature work in any way, shape, or form like that? In a city that has a uh, neural link, yes. Unfortunately, this one does not. And also, it would have been destroyed if it was there. Yeah. I can I can send word to her, but not from here. We need to go to another city. And okay. as you guys are talking, you just... One where my out. kind has been. You just hear a voice, kind of familiar voice, say, Ah, oh, there's no need for that. Who is it? Uh, it's coming Elaborate from behind you. Yeah. It's coming from behind I you. I turn around! Roll me a history check. Alright. Me? Yes. Because you're the only one who has turned around so far. Twelve! I'm so dumb. Why am I rolling all these int-based things? I also turn around. Um, Catmint, you immediately recognize it as Ross. Ross! The smuggler. The smuggler! He goes, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Who is that? Ross. He's the guy whose ship got Shanghai. Yeah, he was taking us here. Yeah. Was he the pirate man? No. Yeah, the smuggler. He was the smuggler. Ross, the pirate! No, he's just a smuggler. No. The smuggler! Right. <laughs> we were on his ship when we got attacked by the pirates. Yeah, You're alive! His ship was destroyed. He says, yeah. Ross, what do you mean? Oh, I remember. You're from Friends. I made a Friends joke. I remember now. Uh... Okay. Go ahead. He says, yeah. Sorry. Uh. Man, they really did a number on the town this time around, didn't they? This, this time... They've been attempting to go to places you guys have been in attempts to find you. And normally they just kind of like rough up the populace a little bit. Nah, this time? Because you guys were there? Oh, man. Ross? Yeah? Did they go by the... Malachi, what's your town's name? (laughs) Willow. Did they go to Willow? Oh, they've been trying to get into Willow for years. Do they do it? No. Oh, okay. Are you kidding me? But, but we still... You're, you're saying we still problem. I mean, you can't really, like... You can't really blame yourselves for it, you know? I mean... Yeah, we can. How can, how can we not blame... And I, like, point to the, like, the smoldering wreckage of the town. You just said that they were following us. How can we not blame ourselves for it this? Says, well, think about it. Now, you guys, you know, like, you gotta go places. You have places well, you need to be, you got things you gotta do. They're going to follow you whether or not you do them. The most you and can do is stop them. Yeah, and let's be honest, I've seen worse fates for towns for less of a reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, Windholm was destroyed about 50 years back over a, bur- a slice of bread. That's just how things are. All you gotta do is, you know, buck up. Get over yourselves. If you say something else, I think my friend here is gonna attack you with his weapons. Alright. And I point at Malachi. That's fine. I'm your only ride back to the tower. Oh, whatever. Unless you guys wanna hoof it. Let's just go. Let's just go. You can beat him up at the end. I could probably fly a ship. I'm not going to attack him, Catmint. He hasn't done anything to us. Let's just go. Alrighty. And I start walking. Like, I assume we can see his ship? Um. Because <laughs> it's probably a big in one? The sky? It's, um, you know, he takes you, you know, past a ways over into, like, a wooded area. And, you know, it's it's in there. It's on I, the ground. I'm sorry. 
but the way that Sam said that just made me think, pirate ship in the sky. Jeez. God. I can go twice as high. I could. I could go <laughs> twice as high. <laughs> so you guys get to, uh, you guys get into the, uh, the airship. It's a pretty quiet, solemn ride, you know. Nobody really says much. I'm going to do maintenance on my revolver. Okay. I'm going to try to repair the, um... Well, actually, I'm going to, like, be doing this for quite a while, is studying these robes and, like, trying to figure out if we could either make duplicates or fix them. Okay. Alrighty. I probably know fibers. I, uh... Captain, if you think I'm giving up my captain's jacket, then... Oh, yeah, you still have that. Pariah, if you <laughs> think we can march in their headquarters someday without being in disguise, you're wrong. I mean, maybe eventually. And it's a resource. Yoel says, But what I wouldn't give to march right in there, guns blazing. Kick down the door. We're not going for a stealth mission when we're ready. No. I'm just saying. But anyway, so you to guys be have... Fair. I'm, uh... If you guys need me, I'm, I'm gonna be by myself for a bit. Let us know if you need us. Yeah. And Yes. Uh, good luck with that. And, uh, yeah, you suck. Malachi, <laughs> as you walk away, Yoel says to you, yeah, yeah, but don't forget, you're never really alone. You know what I mean. It was more supposed Catmint. to be a consoling thing. Come on, man. I, I'm trying to I, help I, you. I appreciate it, Yoel. I actually, um, I need your help with something. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, we can, uh, we, I can do mine last. Okay. If, the, if everybody else has stuff they want to do. Oh, I just have a little bit for Catmint. Alright. Uh, Pariah so, just looks over at you and goes, you know, I don't even need one of those. And casts Disguise Self on himself to make himself look like the Scarred Man. Um, I, I cast Reduce, or Enlarge Reduce on him. <laughs> and make him really small. <laughs> Well, Tiny and then I throw man. one of the cloaks over his head, and I say, "See how that feels." Oh, I think doesn't. Spell. Okay. Well, you're gonna be small for a minute, so I take this opportunity to like push you around a little bit. <laughs> anyway. And I'm like, pick that up for me, Pariah. Grab that from the top shelf. Can you get that for me? Can you please get that? I'm going to spend a lot of time trying to stab you with my miniature short sword. We have a little fun time there. Anyway. <laughs> Little people fighting. Back to Malachi. Little robot and plant girl fighting. Uh, <laughs> there. That sounds like a like an old timey like kaiju movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's the opposite because instead of being like giant and destroying the city, you guys are just terrorizing an ant colony. Oh my god, I would love that. Anyway, <laughs> that needs to happen. Uh, anyway, yep. Um, so uh. Do, do we have like rooms or anything or like quarters? Where There's we rooms and stuff in the airship. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna find somewhere quiet. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down, uh, pull out my notebook and uh, and uh, I assume I have like a pencil or something. Yeah. And I start writing down everything that I remember happening from uh, Bastion to right now. And uh, once I start, I'm gonna like I'm gonna turn to Yol and say anything that I miss anything that I get wrong anything that I didn't see that you did people people are gonna know what really happened and I'm I'm gonna make sure of that she says yeah I'll keep a lookout from here on out too but uh yeah we'll write it down 
And that's pretty much how uh, Melikai spends his uh, his free time on this voyage, is just chronicling what's happened so far. Okay. So, eventually you guys uh, reach the tower. Um, you dock, and because, uh, like I said, you know, as you know, the dock is up at the very top of it, like kind of like on a platform that juts out a little bit. And as you're landing, um, Arin is standing on the landing platform. Um, you know, long white hair, giant golden cape, uh, billowing in the wind behind her as, like, you know, the airship settles down. And, uh, <clears throat> the, the drawbridge for the, uh, airship, you know, goes down, and she is standing, uh, waiting for you guys. Hi, Priya's mom. Arin, if you please. Sure, Mrs. Priya. No. 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 <laughs> no. Man, you guys look, uh, y'all look pretty somber. We had some friends get slaughtered. I always look somber. That's true. Yep, I've been there. It's not fun, is it? Do you have robot legs we can send them? What? <laughs> well, you see, a lot of people lost, like, one guy lost his eye and one guy lost his hand and a lady lost her leg. And I thought maybe since you have so many cool robot parts, we could help them. Oh, yeah, um... Please, it's really important. Yeah, just give me a second. I'm well, not thinking. Right now. I'm thinking. Let me think. Your mom's grumpy. Really? I never noticed. That's because you're the worst. You're also grumpy. I am. And uh, this is news she just me. says, "I'll just um, hmm. I'll send uh, yeah, that's what I'll do. Okay, I'll send word out to uh, merchant." Great. He'll provide them uh, with the supplies. I'll get the supplies shipped to them, and uh, we'll get uh, we'll get them fixed up. We'll start rebuilding their town, and uh, I'll set up a uh, you know automaton patrol for them as well. Oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Eh, it's you know seriously. It's nothing. No, it's not. Be careful with that kind of charity, mother. And she says, I literally have more money than I know what to do with, and more power and knowledge than I know what to do with. Yeah, but you remember what happened with the Clockwork Faithful. Mm-hmm. I've now included a letter when I do these things. People don't I read, am... but <laughs> it's better. The letter that says, you know, this is a gift from a very skilled artificer. With a big P.S. Yeah. I am not God. Yeah. I'll say I'll say that it's regards from you three. Oh god. So, that way they definitely won't be worshipping me if we were to run into that. Man, why is that an issue? And she turns around and she says, "Anyway, come with me." Can we get Malachi a beer? I say as we start walking. Uh, she looks over her shoulder and she says, "He looks like he might need something a little stronger than a beer." Malachi, I've got some you name it. Here still, I think. I, oh no, I drank those, Mariah. Um, God damn it. <laughs> that was so good. I'm, I'm fine, I don't want anything. Thank you, though. If you say so. And uh, she leads you guys into the tower and into uh, her workroom, you know, her workshop, and uh, sits down at her desk, facing the three of you, standing in front of the desk. And she says, so, what'd you find out? Trying to be God. Okay, continue. Uh, he wants to 
destroy the world. Okay. Become a god. Okay. And recreate it. Seems pretty standard. Yeah. But. Standard. How is he going to do that? Does he have a plan? With the songs. The songs, you know? The world song. I don't know the mechanics of it. Oh, he's going to be using the world song. Got it. Okay. Mm hmm. From. From the little the little information we got, it sounds like he's going to effectively do what Graco did to us to the whole world. Put everything back where... for a second. For a second, I mean, an explosion of that magnitude, in theory, would blow everything up. Yeah, uh-huh. that would. Do and it. he wants to try and use it to um, undergo apotheosis. I mean, yeah. And she says, I mean, it's definitely viable. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't worked out the, uh, you know, the how-to of make that happen. If were I to, you know, wish to do that, luckily I'm not insane. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I created you. Shut up. Um, <laughs> however, um, you know, it was uh, it was me that sent you on that errand. So as such... Um, I have, uh, a gift for you guys. Um, things are probably gonna get a little rougher from here on out. Um, in addition, uh, to the, the gifts I'm giving each of you, and she pulls out a coin from her pocket, and she throws it to, uh, Pariah. Catch it. Do not spend that. I'll look at it. Does it have any, like, distinct markings? It literally looks just like a gold coin. I, uh, uh. I'll pull out uh, one of the daggers I've got and notch a little bit into one of the edges. And before you do, she goes, no, 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 don't, don't, no. I enchanted I, that. Ha, it's going to be harder for them to follow you now. I, hmm. Just don't spend it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Just put it in a different I pocket, the, you idiot. I check the, I check the captain's jacket for, like, hidden pockets. There is an inside. Like it's not a hidden, but it is an interior pocket. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick it in the interior pocket. Okay. So as long as you three, four, whatever, get don't get split up, it's going to be harder for them to find you. You'll be able to go do things in, you know, you know, you can sleep a little more soundly is what I'm saying. But uh, as for your other gifts, um, <clears throat> and she starts digging around in like a side pouch and, uh, she hands a uh, ring to you, Catman. Is it really small? It is a very small ring that will fit your hand or okay, your fit good. your finger. So the I'd have to wear it is a little headband. And then she. Uh, I was gonna say it could be a bracelet. Yeah. Opens up it her. Uh, she opens up the oh, left side of her duster. Actually, can it be kind of big so I can put it around my ponytail? No, it fits on your finger. Oh. Probably. I would have. Uh, I would have said something else, but you interrupted me. Um. <clears throat> Then she opens up uh, one side of her duster and reaches into the one of the pockets and pulls out just a very large longsword, and she hands it to Malachi, and she says, this is for you. I grab it. Okay. And, uh, and she looks at you. Gun. Hand it over. And she- Ooh, your mom took away your weapon. Takes it apart really quick. She, she made it. Um, reassembles it very quickly as well. Hands it back to you and she says, all right, so- during my travels, uh, there was something that I discovered from a uh, from another architect, another artificer. 
and said that they were modular. It took a little bit of time, but I finally managed to get that concept in some weapons in this world. If you look on each and every one of them, there is a very small slot that looks like a tuning fork. Yours should be in the hilt. Yours should be um, on the handle, uh, the grip, pariah. And uh, yours is on the inside of the ring, uh, Catman. The ring! What? Look for a tuning fork? So I will look at the butt of the gun for a slot. Yep. It's more in the side. <laughs> but anyway, she says, I've also created a couple of gems for you guys to put in there. Instead of looking, or instead of just completely enchanting a magic item, why not enchant a gem that enchants the weapon for you? Something you could, you know, take in and out. You have the same basic weapon with the same basic stats, but you have the ability to, you know, swap things in and out. And, you know, I thought to myself, that is a brilliant idea. And so I finally got it done while I'm here. So I do have, um... Some for you guys. I just need you to um, uh, choose which one you want. So, uh, <clears throat> Catmint, uh, and she holds out her hand, and there's two very, 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 very tiny gems that look like tuning forks. Uh, one of them is a uh, is enchanted with uh, a, you know an enchantment of defense. The other one uh, with a blessing of thunder. Is there, uh, is there one that you would prefer? I should take defense. Okay. So, uh, she, uh, takes the- I died, almost. Great. You know. I've been there. And, uh- Okay. It's, it's important for the heroes to almost die, I think. I don't like that. Can I have this one? Yeah. Give me a ring. Okay, I take it. I, I want to do it. Do you know how? Yes. And she just hands them over to you. I take it, and I put it in the slot perfectly, and it works. It's upside down. <laughs> it's not! I did it right! No, it's upside down. No, I would canonically do it right. Would you, though? Yes. No. I know how to fly giant airships. I know mechanics. I can do it. Fine. He's got a point. Fine, yeah, I'll allow yeah. it. I'm not that... I'm dumb, but I understand how things work with each other. Okay. Um, and she says, and, uh, I've got two here for you, Malachi. And she's holding two gems. One of them is green. The other is uh, gray. Cabinet, you're too, yours were too small to discern a color. Yeah, fine. <laughs> um, That's not a thing. That's not possible. Fine, whatever. Use your imagination. Whatever color your heart you, you desires. Know, you know how shiny things like glint in the sun? They're so small that all you see is the glint. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you Whatever really, really, really looked at it, you'd be able to see. However, anyway, Malachi, um, the green one, she holds out and uh, she says, I call this the uh, an apothecary gem. Um, you know, it can heal you. Um, this one is a defender gem. It's a little unstable. It's pretty strong, but it's a little unstable. What does it do? Well, it increases your defenses. But it could also break. And she sets them on the desk in front of her, in front of you. She says, I'll let you think about it. And, uh, Pariah. Thank you. Take them both. You cannot have both. I wasn't talking to you. 
uh, Pariah, um, this one, and she has a green one and a clear one. Uh, this one, uh, I call it Venom. The other is enchanted with, uh, some accuracy, basically, it, you know, so. But the accuracy one, that one too, a little unstable. I'll take the green. Okay, uh, the Venom, sure yes. thing, she hands it to you. I'll slot it into the gun. Alrighty. And she looks at you, Malachi, and she goes, Did you make a decision yet? I'll take the healing one. Alright. She hands that to you. And, uh... Effectively, basically, Catmint, you get plus two to your AC. Yes! Malachi, you can roll a, uh, potion of greater healing without having to use one once per day. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. Um, and also, both of your, uh, weapons are plus one. The Venom, uh, for Pariah, instead of plus one, it's plus two. And any time you fire a standard round, um, it does poison damage. Okay. And she says, um, also, uh, I have somebody here that, uh, you guys might want to speak with. Uh she'll kind of have a better idea of where you guys should be going next. Um, you know, what to do with this knowledge that you've already got. That, uh... Okay. Alrighty. And, Who is it? And you hear the door open behind you, and you hear a voice just pipe up, Hi, I'm Tara! <gasps> My sweetheart! And that, uh, that is where I'm going to cut the episode. Thanks for watching our show. We're glad that you came along. It was sad, but it'll get better. That's what makes stories matter. Um, Great job. All right. See you next time. Good okay. Job, Sam. That sums it up, right? <laughs> sure. Sure, uh, yeah. For all our listeners, be sure to follow us on Twitter or comment on Facebook. Uh, we have a website available now, experienceingold.com. Um, hopefully those help you forget Yay. about Sam singing. Hey, you're a jerk. <laughs> I'll just play a bar you, next, you a, in the next game. You have a lovely voice, smite, Sam. Smite you. I'll smite you. So you're going to play a bard paladin? <gasps> paladin. A paladin. Paladin. Thanks yeah, that's for a good listening, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.